welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Hello, welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. You know, I'm too old to change. I'm afraid I can't change. This is one of the biggest fears that's ever shared with me from clients, along with some other major fears, but we're gonna address that today. I'm gonna give you three things you can do to change. I'm Adam Gregg. I am your host of the Decide Your Legacy podcast. This is episode number 20. Can you believe it? Number 20, I'm a life coach, mental health professional for over 20 years. And I, my passion is to help people find transformational clarity and face their biggest fears. How do we do that? We do that with tools. We do that with techniques. We do that by stepping back from our lives and actually making progress, actually doing some things that are different in our lives. I like to talk about things that I could teach, really co basic concepts I could teach to a six-year-old and they would actually understand. And I talk about things as well that I struggle with personally, things I'm trying to overcome. Now, today's topic is a little more complex. I'm gonna actually give you a tool that you can download and sign up for, the five days to overpowering anxiety. And then there is on page three, day three, you're gonna get the tool that I'm discussing today in depth with you. So it's a little more complicated, but I do think still you could take this information, you got a young child, you could still explain to them what it means, you could simplify it, but it would work. So anyway, let's get going and jump right in. Remember, successful clients that I have, they do two things. They gain awareness, they start stepping back from their life, gaining some awareness, they accept that they have this challenge or struggle, and then they take some kind of action. Today, I'm gonna to start something new that I wanna to add to every podcast. I wanna share a risk that I have taken and how it went, because we have fears and things that we think are gonna go wrong, and then they end up not going as wrong as we think they will, and that's evidence contradictory to what we actually think. So what I did recently is I taught a, I led a discussion with a bunch of eighth graders. And I'll tell you what, I was intimidated. I have an eighth grade daughter, but the thoughts that went through my mind were like, you know, they're gonna laugh at you. You know, you're, you're mid forties, come on. They don't wanna have anything to do with you. They're, you're gonna say something stupid. You're gonna do something silly. You know, and all those things, some of those things were actually true, but the reality is, is they actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. It went well. I thought it wasn't, but it actually went well. And I'm going to do the same thing tonight, believe it or not. So we got to take action to face our fears, to get new evidence that's contradictory to what we think. So this topic is so stinking important. We can change. You know, if you don't believe that there is a hopeful future for you and an opportunity out there, and you believe it's just not possible, then why are you gonna put any effort into changing? Why are you gonna try anything different? That first step right there, if you get enough awareness to know that I can change, there is hope, it's gonna start making a shift. And so when people talk to me, that very first moment that they start to say, wait a second, things can be different. I can get a different result here. Wow, you know, that is a moment of clarity where I start to see just a glimmer of, of, of hope in their eyes 
And I start to see even this willingness to do something different. They're contemplating doing something different. I want to tell you, though, that some of the biggest fears that people have, let me read some of them. It's permanent. I will never change. That's what I'm discussing today. I'm stuck. If I make a decision and make a mistake, it'll be, I'll be ruined. And I'll be rejected. I'll be forgotten. You know, I have to do it perfectly. Those are big fears that can really stick. For me, I sometimes have a fear that I'll never get my confidence back the way that I had it in the past. I really think that way sometimes. I think I have to do things perfectly. I have to do a podcast perfectly, write a perfect article. And you know, it's very contradictory to the the message I preach. Those of you that know me, you know I give these seven up bottles away. And this seven up bottle represents a lot of powerful stuff for me. One, on a scale one to 10, you don't have to be a 10 in most things in life. You can be a seven, it's okay. In fact, your level of peace in your life is gonna be proportional or inversely proportional to your expectations. So if your expectations in an area of your life are so stinking high, then of course your anxiety level is gonna shoot through the roof. And I've never met a perfectionist that wasn't also a procrastinator. If I can't do it perfectly, I'm not gonna do it at all. So we wanna live in the middle. We wanna make it a seven. That's a huge concept right there. And it's one that I struggle with on a regular basis. And again, like I've said, I've struggled with the same stuff I'm talking to you about today. I also struggle with being seen as a fraud. Crazy, crazy kind of thing. Like someone's going to point out something that I did that wasn't perfect. You know, they're going to point out the fact that it's a seven when really I should be comfortable with that. Because what we know about performance is when we decrease our expectations in ourselves, we actually become ourselves and we can lighten up and enjoy the whole situation, enjoy everything. So some basic information on anxiety that I want to go over too, just to kind of recap is one, anxiety causes tunnel vision. It's like, it's like Velcro. We have an anxious thought. It sticks. This is going to go wrong. That's going to go wrong. They're going to judge me. This is a bad thing. And then positive thoughts are often like, you know, Teflon. They, they, they don't stick as much unless we're intentional about it. We get no general generally don't get a whole lot of immediate feedback from doing things out of courage, generally. But when we do things out of anxiety, a lot of times out of fear, we get immediate feedback because we avoid the situation. So really, doing things out of gratitude and peace and serenity is at a disadvantage in a sense because it doesn't have the same immediate relief that provided the way doing things the hard way and facing our fears actually does. It's amazing that we can get stuck and not even actually know it. We can get stuck in our heads, but the people around us actually know it. You know, one time back when I was probably 24 years old, I was interviewing at a company and it was a day long interview. I really wanted the job. It was probably the third interview that I had. And I wanted the job so bad and expectations were so high that I was highly anxious the whole time, meeting with all these people at this company, these executives. And I remember having this, well, I didn't remember at the time, but afterwards looking back, I had so much tunnel vision because I was in this state of wanting something so badly that I couldn't actually be myself. I actually walked into the woman's bathroom at the very end of the interview and used that instead of the men's bathroom. Can you believe it? I mean, I was in that such a, a crazy state I didn't get the job, by the way. Um, but hey, I learned a little bit about anxiety from that experience, I guess. So, so three things. I'm going to go over these three things 
And then what I'm gonna do is actually go and give you some real examples from, from two real clients with their identities disguised and from myself on changing the way we think. And the first one is gonna be that I can't change. And you're gonna, I'm gonna walk you through this process. One last thing about anxiety too though is that anxiety is not actually a bad thing because we have situations that are dangerous that we wanna recognize. Think of anxiety as a heightened state of awareness. We're just more aware of things around us. And if we're stuck in that state, then we're gonna be aware of things we shouldn't actually be aware of. We're gonna be hyper-focused and hyper-vigilant and thinking about things and not being able to sleep because we're in this, we have this trait-based anxiety, this ongoing anxiety, and we don't know how to turn it off. State-based anxiety is a good thing. We just gotta know, and we do know how to turn it off. So we're not in that heightened state awareness. So you can you can learn how to turn it off and you can learn how to change, change for good. Make serious changes in your life by learning how to turn it off, turn off the switch. So the first thing, first thing you wanna do, first thing someone wants needs to do to change their perspective and to figure out and to believe that they can actually change is you have to learn to step back and to focus on the truth to learn to step back and focus on the truth, to be truth-oriented, to find a way to add health to your perspective. And that's a big deal. I mean, it's not easy because some of these things are deeply rooted. I know, like I said, for me, I struggle with perfectionism and I struggle with feeling I have to have very high standards to be viewed or to feel like I'm a success myself. And so I kind of always have this, I gotta tone it down, I gotta tone it down, I gotta tone it down. But whatever it is for you, you're gonna think about today that there's some perspective issue that you have and you're gonna be able to work on it today. And it's important because once you can change that perspective, then you can start seeing that it's there's an opportunity ahead for you. So the real examples I'm gonna discuss after I go through these three tools, one is I cannot change, I'm stuck. I can't change. Two, I'll try to interact or socialize or reach out to somebody and they will reject me. That's another one. And the other, and the third one is I will try and fail. I will try and fail. I'll do something new and then I'll fail, I'll be laughed at. So I'm gonna discuss those three things. The second, and like I said before, if you wanna get the worksheet, you gotta sign up for the five days to overpowering anxiety um, link. And the link is in this podcast as well. Number two is you gotta get support. If you wanna change, you gotta find ways to get support in your life because those people, that support network, those friends, family, coworkers, people you're opening up with are gonna help you to step back from your life and to see that you can actually change. They're gonna breathe hope into your life. I have two really good friends that are both about 30 years older than me who I spent a lot of time with. One of the great parts about those friendships is that I feel like at least I'm getting to the point where I can just kind of share whatever's bothering me and they're gonna slap some truth into me, kind of share with me that you know it's a lie or here's another way of thinking about it. I don't have to hold back. And for you, you gotta figure out ways to find those people in your life. It makes a huge difference. If you don't have it, you gotta, you gotta get it. And I'll link here in this article, in this podcast as well, to 12 ways, I believe, or it's 15 ways to make new friends, a, a popular article. And then, and then also um, an article on 10, 10 ways, 10 great questions to build relationships as well. So just good ideas, ways to build support and to build connection. And it's very important. And the third thing is, and I say this again and again, is you gotta commit to some kind of action. And that can be some of the hardest 
scariest stuff that you can ever do. When you know you've changed your perspective and you know you need to take a new action and you feel it in your heart and you want to step out and you want to do it, but everything about you, everything about your psyche is saying, don't do it. Be afraid. You're going to get hurt. You're going to fail. And then you, in the face of fear, you take massive radical action. You actually do that next thing. So that's the third step. So let's go ahead and talk about these real situations. So if you get and you download the five days to overpowering anxiety um, uh, workbook, then you actually on day three, it's going to allow you to unpack each fear, each fear that you have. Because once you've identified a fear, you know this thing is bothering you, then you start to unpack and step back from it. So the first one, this is a real situation. So you can kind of get a feel. There's seven questions you ask yourself and you journal about, about that specific fear that you're struggling with. And how do you know you have a fear? Well, for one, and you should all identify this, everyone listening, when you're afraid, you're going to have some kind of response physiologically to anxiety. There's something about it. I know for me, I get really, when I'm afraid, I get headaches. I get I get tense in my shoulders and I, I can tell that I'm just not relaxed. And that's a good sign for me to step back at that point. So I can apply some kind of relaxation technique. I can step back, I can pray, I can call a friend, I can journal, I can do something. So we recognize that we have this level of fear. And everybody I believe should identify their top fears. Because if you don't, then you're not gonna ever overcome them. You're not gonna have awareness that this is causing a major impact in your life. So this fear I can't change, and this comes out in a lot of different ways. It's permanent, it's hopeless. Sometimes people see me a couple times, third session, I'm hopeless, I can't change, I know this won't work, you know, that sort of thing. They they just are discouraged, you know? It's like, but they're discouraged in the fact that they, most of the time, they're not doing the work, honestly. They're not doing the work, because you do the work you have a plan, you do the program, it's gonna, it's gonna make a difference in your life. You're gonna change if you work the plan. That's something that I can guarantee. You're gonna change if you work the plan. Now, this, this client, I can't change, I'm too old, I've made too many mistakes, it's hopeless, that whole thing. So the first question is, what evidence do I have that this is true and what evidence do I have this is false? So in this situation, they had evidence that they hadn't changed, you know, they had drugged their feet, but they also had evidence in situations where they had changed in their health, in relationships as well. Second question, how does it benefit me to believe this? And this is a tough one, but I think it's one of the most important questions to answer because if they really are honest with themselves, they're gonna say that the benefit is that it keeps them from getting hurt, from feeling some strong emotions, from making some changes. And then the third question is, how does it cost me? And usually if you're honest, you're gonna say, it cost me happiness, joy, adventure, opportunity, all these good things in life. Fourth question, which you can ask about any fear, which I would highly suggest you do, is to say, what's the worst possible outcome here? And if it came true, how would I handle it? And the worst possible outcome for this client was he would fail and people would, I mean, he'd experience some humiliation, but he'd learn and he'd grow. I mean, even if he got rejected, even if he failed and people laughed, he'd still learn and he would grow. How do I act is the fifth question. What do I do when I believe it's true? And then in this case, he stays frozen. What's a better and more hopeful perspective? So now we're making this shift. Sometimes you gotta think about a friend, a coworker, your counselor, your coach, somebody can help you have a more healthy perspective as well. But in this case, it was, you know, I'm gonna take action, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna make mistakes, and I'm gonna stay the course. 
and I'm going to stay the course. Because you see, when you're clear and you have these moments of clarity, that's when you want to set your intentions, not out of fear. Set your intentions when you're clear, not out of fear. I just kind of came up with that in a way, but you can you can see what I'm talking about. Because when we're not anxious and fearful, then we're going to do things differently. We're going to have this inspiration rather than this anxiety. And the seventh one, the seventh question is, how can I live according to this better and more hopeful perspective? And this is where you actually put the rubber meets the road. This is this is separates men from boys. I mean, we're going to take some action based on this new clear perspective. Sometimes in sessions, I'll actually have clients do something they're afraid to do in the actual session. So I've had people and challenge people to end, you know, dysfunctional relationships. I mean, that they knew I didn't tell them to, they knew they wanted to, they were hundred percent convinced. I'm like, just make the call, you know, call your boss, call your girlfriend, call your boyfriend, whoever. And they've done it. And I've seen that transformation in the actual session. I've seen people call up and apologize to someone they've hurt. I've seen them apply for jobs in sessions. I've seen them tell people that they love them for the first time in sessions or they haven't said anything like that to in a long, long time. You can take action right away. And that's what you want to do. Next fear right here. Um, I'll reach out and I'll get rejected. So in this case, I'll reach out to some coworkers, some coworkers he likes, and then they won't like him and they won't accept him and it'll be humiliating and these bad things will happen. So we unpacked this. And so what evidence do I have it'll come true? Well, evidence is, is the past. And in fact, it was way back in the past, actually in his childhood, where he had experienced a lot of rejection, which I mean, who hasn't? But some have experienced trauma. And so that creates this feeling of I got to isolate. I do not want to get hurt. I do not want to put myself out there. And then how? what evidence do you have that it's not going to come true? You won't be rejected. And the reality is, is you got to look at both of those. You got to be honest with yourself. And if you're honest, you're going to say that, yes, there have been situations where I've reached out and people have accepted me and they've loved me and I've made good friendships as well. Second question, how does it benefit me to believe this? Again, you you gotta understand that there's a benefit for why you're acting out of fear. And it's always gonna be safety. I won't get hurt. I won't feel these strong feelings. I won't get rejected. I won't experience this stuff that I experienced in the past that was so bad and damaging. Third question, if I don't replace this thinking, how will it negatively impact me in the future? happiness, joy, all these things. I mean, you're going to be honest and say, look, it's true. I'll be rejected. Okay. And, uh, and maybe I'll be rejected, but you know, um, I'll be stuck too, if I don't try. Then fourth question is what's the worst thing that can happen here. And again, it's going to be, well, um, if you're really honest with yourself, well, I'll be rejected and then I'll make new friends. I'll realize I don't want to make those friends anyway. What's a better, how do I act? What do I do? In this case, he said, he just freezes you know, does nothing. And then the sixth question is what's a better, more hopeful perspective. And a lot of times I'm surprised at how quickly my clients have some better hopeful perspective that comes from within them as they do this activity. I mean, they know, and in this case, like, just go for it. I mean, that was literally the response, like, just go for it and I'll work it out from there. I'll let go of the outcome. And I'll work it out from there. The seventh question is, how can I live according to this better perspective? And in this case, you know, he set the goal of, I'm just going to do it by the end of the week. And I'm not even, in some cases, they get inspired. I'm not even going to do it with this group of people, but I'm also going to reach out to a group of people in this other social environment, you know, on my kid's soccer team or on at church or in, at work, um, at my other job, or I don't know, whatever. So it's uh, they're going to be inspired to take some kind of action as well. 
And then the third thing, and this is a personal one, so I have been struggling some with um, putting out content. I mean, I struggle with it because once I put it out there, I don't want to be criticized. Although I get so much positive feedback, it's like it's like 90 to one, but I mean, it's still that one comment, that one question, that one situation, I can just fixate on it. And so I'm doing that because I'm afraid of that one person who I shouldn't even care about at all, honestly, because I mean, there's just people out there that want to spread misery and lies and they want to spread trash. So it's like, what am I doing? But so the fear I was struggling with was I don't want to do a podcast. You know, I don't want to put out content because I'm going to be criticized. What evidence do I have that it come true? Evidence that it won't? Well, a lot of people say they like the stuff and, you know, I have some articles that have lots of people read them every day and things like that. And so, and then some will not. And so there's all, there's, there's evidence for evidence against fine. I got to be honest with myself. How does it benefit me to believe this? Well, to believe it keeps me stuck. I don't have to go out there and potentially get hurt and be vulnerable. How does it cost me? Well, it costs me. And this, what one thing that motivates me is it costs me an opportunity to touch one person's life. And when I get some feedback on content and it's like, this really helped me or thank you, well, that's one life I got to touch that I wasn't wouldn't be able to touch had I not put out some content. So that does motivate me. What's the worst thing that could happen? Really, I don't know. I guess somebody could sue me or could I? You know, I mean, there's there's all kinds of bad things that could happen. But what would I do? Well, you know, I I just deal with it. You know, I'd call somebody else. I'd get an attorney if I had to. I don't know what. It's, it's kind of the silly stuff. If I'm honest about the worst case scenario, it's generally like, I'll deal with it. You know, it's probably not going to happen, but I'll deal with it. And I can happen it. I can deal with it with God's help, that kind of thing. How do I act? What do I do when I believe it's true? I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm not creative. I get stuck in this tunnel vision thing. I don't have good ideas. I mean, all this stuff. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't, when I don't prepare and over prepare, it goes back to seven up. I, I enjoy everything much better when I prepare and I'm so hard on myself and perfectionistic. You know, it's like nothing, there's no creativity, there's no vision, there's no, like, it's just not there. So I got to continually try to let go. And so number seven is, uh, oh, number six is how, how, what's a better perspective? Well, I mean, I'm learning, I'm getting better. This is episode 20. I'm not going to be as good as somebody who's done episode 500. I'm not going to be as good as somebody who does this, you know, all the time, an episode a day. So I'm learning, I'm growing. Just be okay with yourself, Adam. And then how can I live according to this? And it's really just do it, you know, trust myself, let go, trust myself, let go. And so for each of these fears, so what you can do is number two, the one, the second thing I encourage you to do, first thing was to get perspective. Second thing was get support. You can share these things with a friend. You can share these things with a friend. I mean, everybody has this kind of stuff. That's why I wanted to talk about this today. We all have this stuff go through our heads. And it's not true. It's a lie. I mean, the lie of perfectionism, the lie, the avoidance lie, they're lies, but we have them. And then the third thing you can do with each of these, like I said, at the very end, question seven, it's an action. So you can plan those actions actually into your day, into your calendar and start making some of these changes that I know you want to make in your life. These transformational changes. So I just wanted to go over one more time though, just in summary, the the seven questions. Seven questions that can help you to transform your perspective. One, and this is to help you to actually live 
with a seven. So these questions will help you live with a seven. What you identify the fear, anxiety feeds off of ambiguity, it feeds off of the worst outcome, and it feeds off of avoidance. You identify the fear and you learn to lower your expectations related to that fear. You make those expectations actually a seven. So what evidence do I have that this fear will come true? What evidence do I have that it will not come true? Number two, how does it benefit me to believe this? Because there is some kind of benefit to you for believing this. Number three, if I don't change this perspective, how will it negatively impact my future? How will it cost me? Be honest with yourself. Number four, what's the worst possible thing that can happen and how will you handle that? Number five, how do I act? What do I do when I believe that this fear is true? Be honest. Number six, because you're probably anxious, you're probably nervous, you're probably guarded. Number six is what's a better, more hopeful perspective? Just write something down. Number seven, how can I live according to this better and more hopeful perspective? There you go. Those seven questions can and will transform your perspective. If you do, go and share them with somebody and get some of that refinement that happens through relationships, through connection. We cannot go it alone. And then if you do, after that, take some action. Action is the most important thing. Err on the side of action, not perfection. So basically... I really appreciate you tuning in today. You got some stuff to think about. Here's here's the thing I want you to mainly take away from this though. That is the most important thing that I could possibly share with you today. And that is to, it's something I've already shared actually, but it's to believe that it can actually happen. It's to say, it's to believe that it's by faith basically, because you don't necessarily feel it at all, but to believe that if I do do those things that I know I should do, if I do the next right thing, whatever it is that God puts ahead of you, it's that person, that activity, that inspiration, that if I do it by faith, it's gonna work out. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's the thing is, Even when you make decisions, you make the best decision you possibly can. You take the best action you possibly can. You don't overanalyze. This is a tool that you can use, but you can't solve an anxiety fear-based problem with the same tool that created it. You can't solve an anxiety fear-based problem with the same tool that created it. You can't think your way out of anxiety. You cannot think your way out of it. I hate to say it. You guys that are listening, that are stuck in your heads, that is the most important thing you can think of today. You have to act your way out of anxiety. So what are you gonna do today? What action are you gonna take today? What's one thing from today that you are gonna apply that you can take away? I want you to write that thing down, and it might be that you're gonna work on your perspective, but then it's gonna end up with that action. It might be something that I said specifically that was inspiring to you. It may be something you wanna follow up on. I don't care what it is, but I know you won't change today unless you take some kind of action today. So, again, take some action. You can sign up for five days to overpowering anxiety. The link is in the show notes. I appreciate you coming and tuning in today. You decide your future, nobody else. Don't let your friends, your church, your family tell you you should be living a certain way. Nobody should tell you how to live your life. You decide your legacy, you can get their feedback, but it has to come from you and it has to come from God. And that is your personal thing right there. You decide your legacy, no one else. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.